Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. This is the Star Wars spoiler cast extravaganza. I'm your host, Andy Karaskola. I'm Ryan Marlowe. I'm Stan Gadurski. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Star Wars. Happy Yay. Star Wars. The first. Happy the f- Star Wars. This is the first of our two holiday specials that we do every year. Since Star Wars comes every year, we can do a holiday special. Star Wars, around is Star Wars gift that keeps on giving. This and, year is The Last Jedi. And a third trilogy was actually just confirmed. Like a newer trilogy mm. is coming sure, out. Sure was. Because that train is going to keep on rolling till we die. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Choo-choo. Yeah, I'll keep it going. I don't give a shit. I mean, this, watching Last Jedi has actually made me a little bit more interested in reading the books. So I might be buying myself that for, for Christmas. Don't buy all the books. Don't read all the books. Why? There's certain ones that you should read. Okay. There's certain ones that you should not read. Which one are you thinking? I don't know. I wouldn't even know All where right. to start. I have to find something to start, like, fill my fill everything in. Start with Bloodline. Okay. That stars Leia and takes place before Force Awakens and tells you how the First Order began and how the Resistance started and it's from Leia's perspective. That's actually pretty okay. cool. And it fills in... That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that book existed. And it fills in everything. Alright. Yep. Then that's what I'll do. Oh, and they're mad cheap. They usually are. Love a good Star Wars book. They're eight bucks on Amazon. Well, get your Star Wars books on I... Amazon. Eight bucks. Hell yeah. Or do it through Audible. Or, or do it through yeah. Audible. <laughs> With audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. Hey. Get you a free Star Wars audiobook. Hell yeah. Happy Star Wars. All well, right, now that we've done our plug... <laughs> what do y'all think about this film? It's my favorite one so far. It's the best one so far. In my, that even compares to the original trilogy. Interesting. Like, what's your f- That's an interesting thought. What's your second favorite? What's your second favorite, Ryan? Just below it. Just below this one. You're gonna think I'm crazy. Oh, God. Empire. Phantom Menace. <laughs> no, Empire. Empire. I think okay, that's... Better. No, no, Empire's fine. I thought you were gonna say, no, like... No, I think it's... I thought, no! I thought you were gonna no, say, like, Phantom the... Menace or fucking... Well, those don't exist, in my opinion. There's only two <laughs> things from that bullshit trilogy that came afterwards that you need to watch. It's the pod racing, because that was actually kind of cool, and the end lightsaber battle between Qui-Gon and Darth Maul, and then baby Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. That's it. That's all you need. What? No, you also you that's also it. need episode three. No, you don't. That was all. Episode three was uh, all. Yeah. all right. That's not, all that's not this podcast. <laughs> that's not this podcast. I'm moving Ooh, us right along. Y'all gonna be mad when I yell at you. That's true. At 55 minutes. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Because you didn't get to talk about General Hux enough, so we're gonna move and on. And his sideburns. Right. What the hell was up with that? I mean, the, 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 the new Hitler, basically. They're all they're all the new Hitler. Well, yes, you got a very Hitler-esque vibe in, in The Force Awakens, yeah, too. Yeah, Like, that can we whole... Talk, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about how General Hux is now a, a little bit more than comic relief? 
at this point. He's kind of like a comic relief villain. He's taking all those pratfalls and like getting thrown around by everybody. Uh, my question is, do you think General Hux gets used to the abuse? I'm sure he's like, used he to keeps, it. I think he's going to have to be used to it. He keeps getting force choked out and like thrown against the wall. It's just like... It's like, what you? What are you going to do? You're like the highest ranking non-force using person <laughs> in the First Order. You're going to get your ass like thrown around. Like I'm sure he, he knows that full well. I mean, even the first scene where, like, Snoke force pulled him to the floor and, like, he had a bloody nose after that. I was just like, damn. Or, like, when Poe Dameron called them on the phone and, like, punked him out. <laughs> that was like, making him so whole. funny. I think the problem with, uh, this- with Hux is that, like, he's too serious and he thinks, like, everyone's gonna immediately bow down to him and he thinks that his name immediately strikes fear but the problem is like you're not a force user and you're you're not that intimidating so i mean if it was like kylo ren i don't think anyone would be fucking with kylo ren like that right because he's like mortal (laughs) more or less like he's doesn't have access to the force so the best he could have ever been was number three that's true yeah and like you got that's something you just have to get used to like in that hierarchy of like the dark side group it's always going to be the dark side force user at the top yeah and all you can hope is like to be like the right hand of that person i i have a thought on on that but i'll uh i'll go on that a little later when we get to that part but i feel like i feel like general hux is like like you said that's that's as high as he's getting. Uh, I'm amazed he made it that far. Well, even well, his- even take like at the end. Every time Kylo said something, he had to repeat it. Like he feels this sense of like superior entitlement. Like no, this is this is my shindig. I'm in charge. It's like no, well, not. no, it's kidding? at that point. It wasn't. I don't think it was an entitlement. I think um, well, General I think Hux he carries himself because General Hux was on the same exact level as Kylo Ren. Like, they, they had the same social status, but mm. once, uh, once things turned with, um, with Snoke and Kylo took up the mantle, Hux kind of, like, is down a level from Kylo now. So, I think he's too used to being on level with Kylo, and at this point, like, Kylo Ren doesn't give a fuck. Like, he never liked no. Hux, and... Honestly, he never will. And Hux is just going to wind up staying there and thinking that he's still on the same level as Kylo when realistically, Kylo Ren will kill him. Yeah. I want to preface this real quick to say that there, this whole thing is going to be spoilers. So I don't even know why you're listening to this if you didn't see that movie yet. If you haven't but seen it, that, stop listening. Okay, thanks. This is your only other warning you're going to get. There is going to be spoilers flying left and right here. Yeah, when you um, see spoiler cast in the title, it <laughs> means literal spoiler fest. Like... No filtering whatsoever. I, I'm gonna yeah. I just want to five seconds to get out of here before I make a major spoiler. So yeah, so five. you got five seconds. Luke dies. <laughs> I know. I went. Oh That's my god! Like, you don't start with that. Oh, we do. You don't start the podcast know, with that. No, do. I don't. I don't start the podcast with that. I started the the giant spoiler. So if. They left within the five seconds. They didn't get, like, the last scene of the movie spoiled for them. I I got majorly concerned at one point during this movie when I thought they were going to cheap out on Leia? Princess Leia's death, I, and I got I th- really I thought pissed. that, too. And then when I saw everything, I was like, oh, okay, 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 yay, yay! And 
we didn't have to kill her in this movie, which is really nice because I don't think my heart could have handled both of them dying in one movie. I think I really would have had a problem with that. But... Well, so far I've noticed a pattern that um, it seems like they're moving along each of the original cast, like each movie. So like the first Which one was Han. They're probably the yeah. second one was was um, Luke, and apparently Leia was supposed to play a really really big role in Nine, and that was probably going to well, be her final passing. But I mean, unfortunate things happen, and now they just yeah. might. I feel like they'll probably just have to open with her funeral or something like that. Like you can't. Or, you know, there's other ways to do that. You could just say that she decided to, once Luke and Han are both out of the picture, that she wants to peacefully retire. We don't see her anymore. And that leaves Poe to basically assume command of the the Rebels, which is what they've been setting up for the duration of The Last Jedi. I mean, positioning you know, or we could pull a position. Rogue One and just fucking CG her. I don't think we should do that. I really, I, <laughs> I, I think that that would piss a lot of fucking fans off. No, I, I mean, up until, up until they get rid of her, they're gonna have to, because at this point... Well, There's who knows to how they're gonna it. approach this now, though, if you know. Yeah, it's very hard. We have to yeah. wait. I know we a lot see. of people thought, like, since Carrie Fisher passed, they were gonna immediately like kill off her character somewhere in this movie, and I'm I did very, too. I'm very glad they didn't change the script just for that. And, and I'm, I'm really glad that they, I, I, the whole space Superman thing, I think is really awesome. Of when she like got blown out, and then you thought she was done, and like her body starts like crystallizing, and she's like, no, psych force, and then she like pulls yeah, herself was... back into the ship, like. I thought that was great. And, like, I've seen people online complaining about that scene. Just like, oh, it doesn't make any sense that she would be able to do that. Like, Why not? On, yes, her... it makes absolute sense. Exactly. It does, because her brother is Luke Skywalker, her father is Darth Vader, and it's been 30-plus years since the end of Return of the Jedi. You don't think, all right, listen, you don't think the second Return of the Jedi ended when Leia found out that Luke was her brother. She didn't turn to him and be like, so you going you to show me how to do some Force shit? you going to show me how to pick up an X-Wing? Like, of course. Of course well, but, he showed well, his even, sister how to do that shit. That when he's hanging off the side of a ship... He uses the force to get in contact with his fucking sister. Like, we know that she had some capabilities explored or not at the end of that. So, it really, after all this time, you don't think she could have achieved something, no matter how small? Come the fuck on. Leave that shit alone. You don't need to, like, yeah, pick like, that apart. Jesus fucking Christ. She also totally felt when Han died in yeah. The Force Awakens. Yeah, she did. There's that, there's that scene of her, like, feeling that pain and, of his loss. And like, even... that's not... Even at at the end of this movie, when like Luke passes, well, she felt Luke that too. Force ghosts, yeah, she felt that, and like I don't think anyone who obviously she's force sensitive, like come on, of course, on. of course she is. So like it makes total sense, and like the fact that she's in space, it's zero gravity, so it wouldn't take a lot of effort. She's not like flying in on like a planet, you know. She's like not on Earth, like flying around like Palpatine yeah. does. In Revenge of the Sith, she's, like, pulling on the, the ship in zero gravity, which would pull her towards the ship. Like, it makes total sense. It doesn't... That doesn't take it a lot of... It probably takes the of, littlest amount like, of power. force effort. Yeah, just to pull herself towards the ship. Like, that's... Not and no one... But anyway... No one, no one on the ship was surprised, which shows me that everyone knew that she was able yeah. to use some sort of force powers. Yeah. Of, of it course. wasn't like, oh my god. But that, like, that whole scene of her getting blown into space and then coming back, that's part of, like, the opening space battle. And so there's, like, this big, there's this big space battle where the, where Poe and the Resistance are trying to, like, beat back the First Order, which is, like, 
rapidly advancing on them and so that that opens up the movie and there's just like this whole whole awesome space battle that like just is like actually a a huge loss for everybody in the resistance which i think that's an interesting way to start the movie but you you also kind of expect that because of the fact that this is the second film in the trilogy and you kind of expect it to go dark places but like really like having poe sort of ignore leia's orders and get most of the the fighters like killed and all the, all the bombers basically also well, just to like destroy the one dreadnought in Poe's defense he saw yeah. a very a very like small opening that like they'd never have a chance to achieve so yeah. i can see in a perspective of that but the fact that he like blatantly was just like fuck you leia <laughs> and did what he did i think it was a good uh, chance to see more of uh Poe's personality and give him like some tangible growth because all we know of him from the force awakens is that he's like a really good pilot he's like a hotshot pilot or whatever and so seeing him go through this like failure basically and like continue to like get things wrong throughout the movie is like a good way to see this other side of him that we didn't get a chance to see and set him up for some really good character growth i think and i think that's true of virtually all the cast like i think everybody more or less had a good opportunity to grow their characters in this movie um because all the setups out of the way you know everybody knows each other so now is like a good opportunity to really hone in on who these characters are and then growing them like you know finn's been through everything from the force awakens like he was instrumental in destroying star killer base but he still was ready to like book it like as soon as trouble <laughs> it's like oh we're done i gotta get out of here so so ray will be able to find me and i think that's that's interesting that you can be like a hero and you could have done all this stuff, but that doesn't make you, like, infallible, you know? You're yeah. still able to disappoint people and be disappointing in different ways. Like, even though you're, like, a, gal- a-, a galaxy hero. And that's actually a point, like, throughout the entire movie. It's not necessarily just Finn, because it also happens with Luke. Where Luke is this hero, but he is, like, retired, and he, he wants the yeah, Jedi he wants to no die. Part of yeah, I th- I think, like, so, first off, the fact that there was a lot of humor in this is what made me enjoy it so much. The fact that we had a proper lightsaber battle in this one, a proper space fight, all of everything that happened in this movie made it like on par and then went beyond the original trilogy for me. I was like, this is so reminiscent of the original Star Wars and that's why I liked it so much. There was just so much in there that flowed really well and made this like a true Star Wars movie for me, like easily. The thing that I liked about this is that it, Ryan Johnson, the writer and the director of this movie was like not afraid to really just burn everything down. And like, especially He's like all a lot of our of hate pre- on Twitter, by the way, for this movie, which I don't understand. I think like he did the best thing possible for for Star Wars by doing this because he took like a lot of the stuff that was established in The Force Awakens that might have not really worked or might have like whatever, and like kind of really just fucking was like fuck it, nothing is sacred. Like we're like in uncharted territory as far as like where Star Wars can go, and I think like if he had if he had made this movie the way 
J.J. Abrams made The Force Awakens, we would all be like, oh, you know, it was a good movie, but, like, it was too similar to Empire. Or, like, you know, now we know exactly what to expect for the next movie. Like, oh, like, you know, oh, it turns out Snoke is Rey's father or some shit. Like, like you know, it would be some stupid shit like that. Some, like, weird reveal. And I think, like, in doing this, it said... Because now, like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in Episode Nine. You know, I don't know who... Like, like I feel like anybody can die. Like, anything can happen. Because, like, they took these chances that... I frankly wasn't expecting, like, having a major character that we thought was going to last through the entire trilogy fucking eat it, or like, having, partway or through having, this like, one. Or interesting, what seems like, love interest between Kylo Ren and Rey. It, it's, yeah, or yeah. or being like, Rey, your parents are fucking nobody. You know, you're Which not, also, like... An... That, I don't buy that. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't either. buy it. I'm not buying I it either. Think, Tom he, even brought up the fact he, that he thinks that Ray's parents is... Or at least Ray's father is Palpatine. And I was like, well, I wouldn't go that far. No, um... But the fact that they're nobodies is bullshit. Alright, so... So the words that Kylo used was, like, um, something, whatever it was, it, it pertained to her memory of her parents. Which, mm. which if she was given away at birth then that's the only parent she knows. But I strongly believe that her father is Obi-Wan. I, so I I've think, said this from like, the beginning, and I always thought she was a Kenobi. I think that it makes a lot of sense that her parents are nobody, because I think this makes it so that you can't you don't have to be part of like force royalty to be really good with the force i think like that's what ben solo is right and look where that got him he's like the biggest fucking space fascist out there right <laughs> i think it it, ma- it, it it makes it possible for anybody to be the hero and anybody to be force sensitive and it, it ties in really well with the last scene of the movie where you have that kid working in the stables and he's definitely force sensitive yeah. You know, and that could be the next generation of heroes. I think it would be super fucking awesome if they were like, your dad's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think that would be awesome. But I think it's also awesome if she is actually from nowhere and she is just like naturally gifted without having to be part of any bloodline. I agree. I think it's awesome. I'm just not buying it. Okay. <laughs> like I agree with you. I think Fair it's an enough. amazing. I think it's an amazing tie-in. I think it says. I think it says a lot about what the director chose to do with this movie. But I'm just not buying it. I just don't buy the fact that Ray, with how she is and how she's sort of flip-flopped throughout this last movie, I'm just not buying that her parents are literal nobodies. I just I don't. Anakin's I mean, mom I, is like I was nobody. just gonna say Anakin is basically from nowhere. Well, that would be nice bookends, wouldn't it? I mean, it would also he be. Started out it, would, as a it would also be and, a nice book ends for it was a kenobi helping a skywalker and now it's i mean uh yeah kenobi helping a skywalker and now it was a skywalker helping a kenobi and like and you know what like there's jj abrams is supposed to be directing the ninth the next one right so he could easily go back to like his original thoughts of like what all this stuff meant and like do it sure and like rewrite ryan johnson's thing <laughs> the way he did jj oh like, snoke is actually alive he has like a thousand clones of himself yeah he's got a thousand Some clones like chilling like he's, type he's shit. Right. well like he's back i know that there were a lot of i know that a lot of people thought that force awakens was just a modern copy of episode four which was mm-hmm. both a pro and a con of that movie but maybe jj was just slightly nervous coming into this world which i would be too as yeah. a director and he might have played it safe yeah. having 
seen Ryan's new version, he could be like, oh, well, all bets are off now. I can do whatever the fuck I want because look at what Ryan just did with this one. So I don't know. I think it was important that he did that. No, I absolutely agree. I love that it followed zero formula. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want, I don't want Star Wars to be formulaic. You know, I don't want everyone to think that, oh, we have to include these specific tropes and these specific, like, beats with the plots and we need these kind of twists. It's like, no, fuck that. You can make a really good Star Wars movie that feels like Star Wars without it being anything like anything you've seen before and it perfectly works. And Rogue One also went that way and, and did the same thing where it was just like, this is nothing like any kind of Star Wars movie you've ever seen before. But at the end, it still feels like Star Wars and and that I think that's a good direction to take this series so we don't have the same fucking movie. And I think people think that they want that, but they don't actually want that. You know, sometimes you need, you don't know what you Honestly, want. Honestly, you know? when, I, when I watched it the first time with Stan, um, I was very unsure on how I felt about it because... There, there was just a lot of, like, new thrown at me, and I felt like I had to process it, and, and like Stan said, like, at first I thought I needed this formulaic Star Wars movie, and then this was thrown at me, and I'm like, wait, what? So, um, but then I saw it again the day after, and, like, I loved it. It's, like brilliant i fucking love this movie i do too yeah i mean it's not and it's not i don't think it's a perfect movie but i think it's like one of the best star wars movies you know like i honestly like i the way that i feel about this movie after i walked out of that theater was a way that i don't think i felt since i've watched the original original movies for the first time you know like just just i felt like i felt unsafe watching this movie like i didn't know who was gonna bite it i don't know i didn't know what to expect especially once uh snoke gets killed like once that happened i was like well all bets are off like i don't know what the fuck's we're i have no idea where we are like this is completely new and i think i my definitely my favorite part is when snow gets killed because fuck that guy i hate that guy so much oh no i love palpatine that whole scene was incredible the way he's dictating everything that's gonna happen and you're watching kylo making these decisions and i'm like this is Amazing. My, and and one of it one of my favorite so well because scenes, though is like actually seeing Snoke do some like badass force shit because yeah. in the first movie all we saw of General Snoke was just like I mean uh Supreme Leader Snoke was a hologram. A giant projection, yeah, yeah. that took and me then, way yeah. too long to realize that he wasn't gigantic. And then yeah. in that movie. And then in this in this movie it starts off with like him force pulling um Hux, Hux to the floor, and then um, when when Kylo confronts him and he like electrocutes Kylo, I was just like, yo, this is pretty badass. So I mean, I feel like they needed to give us that to show us why he's he's feared and why he's in command. The boss, but yeah. Having Kylo kill him, I mean, we knew that was that was yeah. so satisfying. Yeah. Like honestly, that was like one of the most sad because he's like he's like fucking carting Rey around the spaceship just like taking her places against her will and shit I'm like fuck this guy so hard and then when he like basically plants her like right in front of Kylo I, I knew it was over the second that he said that like I was the one that connected you two because Kylo was like the fuck you just manipulated me like that right yeah he was but, not like, too pleased th- with that yeah that whole point where he like basically makes Rey go on her knees and s- dictates Kylo's like his like I don't even know how to say it. like the way he was like so he was so into like, like the decision that he was gonna yeah. make like like he's like oh I know what he's gonna do his his conscience is clear he he is one hundred percent about to kill you but like <sighs> Kylo's was a hundred percent what 
what Snoke was reading was Kylo's intentions to kill Snoke, not his intention to kill Rey. And so that's why he complete because he was so arrogant and he was he felt so all powerful that he definitely wasn't gonna see Kylo fucking cut him in half at that moment. And he was like looking at him and he was like, oh, like I know everything. Like obviously he's gonna kill Rey. Like he's he's so clear on his objective here, and it, and he was <laughs> in the fact that he was gonna fucking kill Snoke. And I think my favorite part, my other favorite part, is when they zoom in on Snoke's face and his like tongue is out and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Like, all powerful, and there he's just or lying that, in a heap that on one the ground. Scene where like it cuts to like where it cuts to Hux, and um, you see Hux, but in the background you see Snoke's legs, and then they just fall off the throne. Oh yeah. And you're like, what? A, what happened? I just. I love that whole that whole scene too, where it's Ray and it's Kylo, and they're like fighting the Praetorian guards. Those uh, guys all in red. Is... Like that was like one of the best lightsaber fights like i think i've ever seen just, um how like, about when she threw the saber at kylo and he caught it and just whoop, right through the eye i was like yes! that was like the best <laughs> I, I i read this article online that was basically like this is the closest we'll ever get to like a sex scene in Star Wars, <laughs> just because of how like, how like how like physical and kinetic it was and like how ray and that. kylo were just like on the same page like that like it was like a culmination it, of their it relationship actually, like, like that moment i feel like it wasn't only that but it was also showing you um like ray's skills with a lightsaber versus kylo's skills like kylo was fucking taking them out left and right and ray was struggling with like three of them so i think it wanted to yeah, show but... you like how how like far apart they actually are in competition but yeah. also there was moments where kylo was you know at a disadvantage and ray was like you know like when she threw his her lightsaber at him yeah but yeah kylo was like, there there are like moments I feel like with yeah, Ray, there... it was like a bigger struggle. Mm, well, she yeah. only had like what three lessons with Luke anyway, and she only had like one real lightsaber battle before um, that moment was when she physically fought Kylo in Force yeah. Awakens. But yeah. I mean, like Kylo's been through a lot, and he's been training a lot. You know, like he was trained under Luke for a while before he, you know, went with Snoke, and all that shit went down. So yeah, of course, uh, Kylo definitely has more training under his belt than Rey does, but I think she does pretty well for someone who is basically trying to play catch up to all this shit that she just got got into like a movie ago. Yeah. You know, I wanna um, I wanna take yeah. this moment to talk about Kylo Ren real quick. And his his what? character, this motherfucker is unhinged as shit. He is angry, yeah. and a lot of people say that he's like this this whiny kind of like like a kid who who gets mad when he doesn't get what he wants. But no, he's a straight up I, psychopath. Yeah, I think he's psychotic and like unhinged. And I feel like this seeing Kylo Ren in the state that he is is way scarier than seeing Darth Vader, who is this like person who cares about nothing and just wants destruction. Because with Kylo Ren, it seems like with him, he could like like you one moment, but it doesn't mean that he won't kill you. Yeah, but Vader also yeah. had that quality too, though. No, Vader was just fucking murderous. Vader was Vader's the shit. <laughs> But Kylo, Kylo is, like, psychotic on a whole nother level. Well, he feels like he can't trust anybody, right? Because, like, he, like, Luke completely failed him, you know? And so he, he feels like every time he has, like, this father figure or this, like, parental figure in his life that they fail him. Like, Leia gave, uh, Kylo gave Ben over to Luke to be trained, right? She basically abandoned him. Han basically fucked off once that happened, and so he abandoned Ben also. Luke, like, his biggest failure 
I think, ever was not trusting Kylo and, like, making that split decision that he wanted to kill him, right? Yeah. And so, he, so Luke failed uh, Ben. And then, finally, he he has Snoke, and then he finds out that Snoke basically was manipulating him to get Rey over there, right? And so he's like, no, fucking nobody. Can't trust anybody. And that's why he wants so badly to just destroy the past and build something new, and that's why he's so unhinged, because he feels like he has no support structure, and he yeah. doesn't, right? He's got, sub- he's got subordinates, and he's got people above him, and nobody above him, like, he can trust, and everyone below him is just not well, up now, on his level at all. Now, that's what I'm saying. So now, at this point, so after after Snoke dies, um, Kylo and Hux have this conversation, and Kylo's like commanding Hux, and Hux like, "Who the fuck puts you in charge?" Like Snoke's dead, and at this point, Kylo's pissed and force chokes the shit out of Hux until Hux realizes that Kylo is the new supreme leader. And now at this point, Kylo is the chain of command, and. And I feel like that that unhinged and and like crazy untrusting Kylo Ren is it it's gonna be bad in a good way. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's bad news there for literally bad. everyone involved. But and I think for sure think by the so next good. movie we're gonna have Kylo Ren and his apprentice. Really? You think, you think he's gonna find a new Force user? Well, like a dark. There's a dark there's side. one thing that um that Obi on uh, Obi Wan fucking Luke said to Rey he said that um Kylo took some of the kids with him and killed the rest so Kylo has force users oh yeah the Knights of Ren I completely forgot about the Knights of Ren they didn't even address them in this movie at all those are like that's those are like uh Kylo's boys so like the lost boys of the Sith world are you serious yeah so Kylo has like a squad I forgot well, where the all about fuck the were they in this if, movie? It, so if you if, if you go back and you rewatch Force Awakens, Ryan, there's like a, a scene, like a vision I think Ray has of like Kylo Ren standing with like a, a group of people and like all the other Padawans or whatever the fuck like dead, like in the ground. It's like pouring rain or something. Well, that we and saw so, in this movie. Like, no, we? no, we saw we, we saw, saw the destruction Lu- of Luke's uh, Jedi Temple. Temple, you're right. Yeah, but we saw actually Kylo Ren and like a group of people murdering everybody more or less and that was that was not addressed in this movie period but like that's definitely something they can bring up in the in nine i I hope so because they definitely that's one thing that i think needs to be addressed as far as all these like thing plot threads that got brought up in force awakens that's one that i definitely want to see and then a weird that's also do we see that it's um i i'm not sure specifically but it definitely happens when yeah that when she finds the lightsaber or was that when she's in the forest it might be it might be the lightsaber. Yeah. I don't remember 100%. But I rem- I distinctly remember that vision because, like, oh, who are the Knights of Ren? You can Google Knights of Ren, Ryan, and it'll it'll give you no, some No, I'm going to go back to... I'm going to pop Force Awakens back in, the, back in, and I'm going to go look through both of those. I'm going to stop it on that. I want to see it from with my own two eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, and I feel so like there's... Force Awakens touched on that, and Last Jedi also touched on, well didn't touch on it but it brought up that kylo ren has people so yeah. i feel like i just assumed it I was feel the like, kids that were working on that planet no nah, i feel like kylo is definitely gonna gonna take one of these knights of ren and have them as his full forward apprentice at the very least they're gonna be his praetorian of guards, course like those, those crimson those crimson boys um which i love those outfits but i mean yeah, those are good who, outfits. The, who the fuck needs those guards when you got like fucking 12 or however many force sensitive sith sith-esque yeah 
Mini Sith um, army? Little Siths. Which is going to be interesting because we've <laughs> never seen so many Sith-esque lords at the same time because of the rule of two. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I don't know what he's going to call himself because he's very, he was very much like, oh, fuck the Jedi, fuck the Sith, <laughs> fuck everybody. So I wonder if he's going to just come up with a new name for like his dark force sensitive friends. Because, like, they, we need one. Because I, I feel like Sith is not appropriate well, anymore. Because he was just very... Well, maybe all of them will have, like, a name. And then Ren. So, like, Kylo, Ren. Jimmy, Ren. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, Ren. Oh, God. Like yeah. the fucking Knights of the Round Table. Knights of the Ren Table. <laughs> I I feel like, though, like, one of the, one of the things that I feel are... Is, is not... Wasn't bad, but, like, probably the weakest part of the movie was, I think, Finn and Rose's side story. Because I feel like that was something that ultimately ended up being, like, a big fucking bunch of nothing, right? Because they didn't even get the codes. They didn't even use the hyperdrive to get away. So, like, that whole excursion of them going to the casino planet or whatever was kind of well, pointless. It, it gave us introduction to the child that they show is force sensitive. That's um, true. And yeah, I, feel also... like, I feel like that also was gave just a reason to loop around back to Phasma and show that Phasma's alive. Yeah. And um, this was kind of like like Finn's redemption against Phasma. I don't think Phasma's dead. I think she'll be back in the next. I don't think movie. Phasma's dead either. I hope she is. I feel like I feel like because because every time she goes out, we think like, oh, it's done. Like Force Awakens, she, they threw her in a garbage chute and like the planet imploded and she survived. Right. This one was she, she fell through some some baby ass fire. <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> like I'm. Sh- I'm sure she found like a shuttle and was out of there, you know? Like I would love to see her back in the third in the third movie for sure, like a final rematch with Finn, like cuz it's that's how much they build it up, you know? Like I feel like this is like And that's what I that's his... that's what I feel like that was about. It was just to get to that point where how are we going to get to a situation where where Finn will fight Phasma again? And I, I just think like it's it's basically his nemesis, right? And I I think that's it's great and I love that even though we don't get a lot of her character in these movies I, I just love the fact that she's basically unkillable and she just comes back <laughs> she's like the fucking terminator just, exactly like i think that's like so awesome and i i want that to keep happening like i just want her to just like, yeah, it doesn't unkillable. bother me that she doesn't keep dying but also yeah you exactly. stan you made a point of saying earlier how you liked that poe failed in the beginning and i think it was really important a that we saw two minority characters have a side plot in this movie but I think it's more important that they went out and they did this crazy thing and they failed. Yeah. I think it was... That's a good point. I, I don't... I never I never cared that they didn't succeed. I, in fact, liked it better because if they succeeded to me, it would have felt too easy. And again, it would have felt like it followed that formula. I love that they failed. That's true. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, that's like a a good like theme for the for the whole movie. Failure. It's like failure. Yeah. Every, Instead of everybody, success... Because it was, and it, even even Kylo in fails Rogue in this One, movie. a Star Wars story. They say the whole thing was rebellions are built on hope. Well, yeah, exactly. You have to fail and pull yourself up to then rejuvenate the that hope. So you have to think that, like, yeah, this is all that's left. We're never getting out of here. In order that's to, true. and even Yoda, even Yoda, who like comes back as a nice surprise, <laughs> which I like, love you... that. I was having so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, that was like Yoda. that was a really great scene. That was an amazing scene. But like having Yoda say like even failure is a teacher is like basically his big lesson to Luke and and that's something that I just didn't realize until just now. So thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but I like I just that 
actually i want to go to that scene really quick with yoda and luke because i think that's a great like cap on their relationship and i just love that yoda was basically willing to burn down everything that the yeah, jedi holds like, sacred and shit. just be like he's like you know what you're right boom <laughs> burns that tree down i think that's great and i and i think it's good that it wasn't luke who burned it down because people might have been like oh like he was being so hasty and burned down those but like having yoda who's like basically forced jesus <laughs> be like <laughs> be like you know what no you're right like let's let's build something new let somebody else like try because the jedi have failed so and, many times and, and i mean and yoda even brings a point where um where luke says like but those were the ancient Jedi texts, and Yoda was just like, "Yeah, but it's nothing. Not. It's nothing that like Ray doesn't already know." Yeah, it's just a bunch of books, right? And like that was Luke's whole point when he was talking to Ray is that you know the Jedi have to end because every time the Jedi come to power, they lose it, right? Like how many times have like the Sith like overcame the Jedi, and then the Jedi overcame the Sith, and like well, it's doesn't just Kylo this point that cycle. out? I think it's Kylo, right? That says, how, or maybe it's Luke. No, that it's says, it's actually. Luke, yeah. That yeah, says Luke how many like, times did we let them rot or something like that? But it's like, it's something that Luke the, says that like what? the Jedi Luke says it and Kylo Darth Sidious. Kylo basically repeats it more or less. He he's just like, you know, burn it burn down the past and let's start something new. And then Luke Luke has the same sentiment where he's you know, he's basically like, you know, the Jedi failed. You know, they need to end. Because it does it doesn't work. And Luke was Luke also failed, right? He tried to restart the Jedi Order and he failed. He failed Ben. And oh, yeah. so he was just like, this is not fucking working. Like, do something different. And I, I I'm excited to see. I love how bitter he like, was in this movie. Me too. I just love his characterization. I like that his first film. intro was to just, like, fucking throw his lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, he was like, fuck this! He's like, fuck it. And I just... Yeah. And... I love how bitter he was in this movie. He was funny he was bitter he i just there was just so much of this where i was like wow thank you for giving us like a star wars movie yeah and it's i i think it would have been really silly to expect luke to be like this big heroic character you know after 30 years and like what he's been through he, he definitely isn't going to be the same person as he was at the end of return of the jedi I mean, look at, look he's, at yoda from episode four like yoda was just kind of like hidden away at a planet basically did exactly what Luke did. Yeah. yeah, right. Right at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda like went into exile the same way Luke did. Um, but yeah, like I I agree, Ryan. I think Luke's character is amazing. Like I, I I love that he's like he's over it and he doesn't he doesn't even reconnect with the Force until the, the very end to say goodbye to Leia and to like punk out uh, Kylo one last time. <laughs> I almost screamed in the theater when I thought he died. Like. For me, I was, looking back, it was kind of silly to even assume this, but I was watching that scene and I'm like, well, this is terrible continuity, but I don't care because I'm enjoying this movie so much because his beard and his hair were obviously different. Uh, yeah. And I like wrote it off as like shit continuity because we saw him like that in a flashback. So I was like, oh, well, I guess they just did this in the same day. Kind of sloppy, but I'm not letting it take me out of this moment. So I kind of like didn't even didn't even think about it until the end and i was like oh ryan uh, you idiot how uh, did you not get that right my, away my friend turned to me and he was like did fucking luke just get like a haircut on the way to this planet and i was like <laughs> keep he had to like look pretty for his grand re-entry into the world and yeah he got <laughs> it's he gotta get his he hair got, like a perm and- i know like <laughs> He got a little dye. He colored his hair and, and everything. I'm not going to say Luke's dead, 
Uh, I feel like Mark Hamill's definitely gonna make an appearance in Episode Nine. I mean, he's it's the almost Force like a ghost. given that you gotta have the Jedi. Yeah, you gotta have the Jedi come back as ghosts. Like it's almost like a given. Like I, I definitely okay see it, him. Though. Like I see him like whispering to Ray, like the same way. Uh, Ben Kenobi did throughout the whole original trilogy, yeah. right? He yeah. Kept, he kept pop. He popped up all over the fucking place, Kenobi. Like you couldn't get rid of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I did really love that Frank Oz came back to voice Yoda, and that Anthony Daniels came back to BC three PO. And I, I like that uh, Yoda was a puppet. Yeah. Yes. And not CG. There was a there was a kid, and I'm calling him a kid because he was way too young. Now, whether or not he had seen the original trilogy was unclear at the time, but he was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I almost looked at him and I was like, "That's fucking Yoda! What? Well, who the fuck are you?" Like he I doesn't know. You're in the wrong movie, kid. <laughs> I was almost just like, "Shut the fuck up, get out!" Listen, but I, <laughs> seeing, I tried really hard. Seeing fucking like Yoda in Episode Three hop around and like fucking. Take on um who is he fighting? Not Sidious? no, it wasn't Sidious. Palpatine. Oh yeah, it was no, Sidious. It was Sidious. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite scenes ever. I mean, yeah, it was cute. Fine, whatever. No, but... I just, I fucking love Yoda. Yoda's the shit. Yoda is. I have a Yoda hat that I wore in Rogue One. It was a uh, it was a statement piece. <laughs> <laughs> But I want, I was, my, I was very much hoping that Ray would go dark in this one. Only because I thought, I would have thought it would have been so interesting to see it. I'm kind of glad she didn't. I'm, um, having seen the movie now, I'm really glad she didn't. But the, this entire time leading up to this, I was like, Ray has to go dark. It would be, like, I, 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 really I thought that they were going to gonna switch sides. I did too. But again, I feel like that would have been um, a cheap shot. And I, I'm really fucking I, glad it didn't go that way. I do love the way that yeah. they were both trying to... They they both feel an unbalance in each other. And they're both trying to persuade the other person to come the other way. And I think I think it's cool that Rey was willing to go right for the dark side stuff. Like, Luke was like, don't go in that hole or whatever the fuck. And she was like, nah, I want to see what's there. <laughs> right? And she just does it. And it wasn't even, like, a big deal about it. Like, she was just like, whatever. Dark side stuff. Who cares? And I feel like that moment where... That whole that goes back to the scene where with Snoke and the guards and the lightsaber fight, where it's just like I feel that scene could have gone so many different ways. You know, Ray could have joined Ben. Ben could have turned to the light side. She could turn to the dark side. And just like there's, there's just so much uncertainty, actually, which I think is good. There's also a scene. Um, it's the scene where they're fighting over the lightsaber, and um, yeah. So the the bottom of the lightsaber is facing Ray. And the top of the lightsaber is facing Kylo. And it's on the side of Kylo's heart. So at that moment, she could have killed Kylo, but she chose not to. Oh, yeah. So watching it the second time, I realized that. And I was like, she definitely had an opportunity to take this motherfucker out. But she had more than than one. She could have, like, um, after she escaped with the both halves of the lifesaver, like, she could have, like, stabbed him in the fucking face or something, like, while he was lying there unconscious, because she was gone. Yeah, she could have given him another scar. Yeah, or or she didn't, basically, what basically happened in that moment is that she didn't do what Luke did, where Luke ignited his lightsaber and thought about killing him while he lay there. Ray got her lightsaber pieces and and fucking left, you know, left him there. So I think that's, like, a good thing to keep in mind, maybe, for the next one. I want one. to say course, that that went fucking psycho scene, on everyone that scene, because somebody else abandoned him. That scene yeah. where the lightsaber breaks is single-handedly, like, the greatest scene of that movie. To see, like, mm. the ship... Because it's, it's the turn of the entire fucking movie, where the ship yeah. crashes into the other ship, 
and like it explodes in this crazy ass way and L- Laura Dern's like fucking kamikaze hyperspace yeah. jump that just like obliterated and the whole that fleet. That was amazing. Total silence. Just watching that, I was like, my jaw was open. I was yeah. like, oh, it was and so good. At first, at first, I was like, oh, is that caused because like the lightsaber fucking shattered? But like, dude, no, that yeah. was. Just- Mm, just punch through that whole fleet like that. That was so cool. That whole movie is so cool. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to see like it again. So many cool scenes. I will. So, I will pay oh. money out of my pocket to go see that again because oh. it was so worth it. There's. Oh yeah, I'm planning to see it. There's a, a character for sure in the movie that's uh, he plays a really big role, and we we're not given a name for him. Apparently, his name is DJ. Um, the guy, the master the, thief, the code, code breaker. breaker. Oh. Uh, his name is DJ. Benicio Del Toro. Uh, and I thought that was a weird additive, having Benicio Del Toro <laughs> in that role, but I don't I don't know. I mean, I like the, I like the I, character. The character is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and the character is a very, a good character. very interesting enough. Um, I feel like he gave really good points to Finn and, like, something yeah. that basically made Finn show, like, no, fuck that I'm with the rebellion. Because he... Yeah, I also... He, I, I really loved his, like, speech, basically, to Finn, where he was like, the weapons dealers, they're supplying the good guys and the bad guys. It's just like... there's like, no good and bad and money. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, it was like a really good, like, gray area, you know, where it's just like, this whole war, this whole war machine, basically, that's going on in, in the galaxy is, like, not good for anybody, honestly, because how many times has this government been flipped over? You know, Old Republic, Empire, New Republic, First Order. It's just like, it goes on and on, like in cycles. And it's crazy. Like in in 50 years, their galactic government has like changed three times. <laughs> that can't be good for the nuts. economy. Yeah, exactly. It's nuts that, that that's the case. And that's why those people are so rich from selling all those fucking war machines. And I, I feel like that moment is actually to... To, like, kind of shadow um, Finn's, like, fuck this, I'm out of here moment earlier in the movie. Yeah. And um, I feel like that kind of gives Finn purpose and and feels like he has to finish this and see it all the way through, even if things aren't going well. I feel like it was kind of a, like, a character development and, like, to turn the tide on how Finn's character has kind of been. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems like every time Finn's in trouble, he, he's, like... Yo, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, him, like, sort of being like, I'm rebel scum, I think is, like, a great character moment for him. And I was, I honestly thought, like, he was going to die. Especially when he was, like, barreling towards that. I did, too, but. laser. Had he died, I would have been okay with it. You think so? Yes, only because. But had he not died, I am very, very excited that he did not die. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm excited he didn't, but I really would have been okay with it had he died because he learned so much about himself in the past two movies that I feel like he made his gesture, his big fuck you moment, like, no, the world doesn't have to be like this. So had he died in that moment, I would have been like, okay. I don't think it would have taken anything away from the movie. I also don't think it would have added anything either. It would have been fine either way. Yeah, and it was also a moment where it showed that he was was done running away. Yeah. Sort of like 
backing away because he's just like he's he's the last one there going full force like he's gonna save everybody yeah like he and, had his moment and i was like this could go either way right now and i'm good uh, i'm happy he didn't die think, but i was good in that moment i think it's very interesting that um that the force awakens kind of makes it seem like ray and uh finn are like love interests and then this movie kind of pulls away from that and shows that like ray and kylo are kind of a thing and uh i mean yeah. and then we got finn and rose with a butter knife it was just whew. i love their scenes together where they're like oh connecting it's so to the good and those were like that some was of the best so beautifully done that is i don't some even of care the that best it, that it dialogue was... scenes in oh. star wars period i know yeah that's Way more chemistry than the entire prequel trilogy with Anakin and Padme. Like, oh, definitely. Just in those moments. I just... I don't like sand. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Ugh. It, like, makes my skin crawl how vile that dialogue was. God, it's so bad. And, and I don't know, this movie's so good. <laughs> I'm excited to see it again. Me too. I've I'm, seen I'm it like... again and I'm excited to see it again. I'm probably going to see it a third time, too, because... So, I bought tickets for both my parents and I to go see it, because it's a tradition we have with Star Wars movies. But my father had to work on a movie that day, so he couldn't see it with my mom and I. So now I'm going to go take my dad, and I know one of my friends wants to see it when the hype dies down, so I'll probably go see it with her there, too. (laughs) I actually considered seeing this in 4D. No, oh my god. (laughs) I saw it in 3D and that was enough. Don't, Don't see it in 4D. I made the mistake of the first time I ever saw a movie in 4D was Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad. Yeah, and it terrible. ruined it. It ruined it. I'm never going to go see another movie in 4D I mean, that's because you saw a again. shitty movie in 4D. Come on. It doesn't make two shit. It doesn't matter. Probably, but it doesn't fucking matter. Ruined 4D for me. I'm never seeing another movie in 4D. Ever. Ever. There, ever. There's, too, there's too much rain in, in Last Jedi. I don't want to get sprayed that much with the water. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> oh my god. We would have uh, <laughs> fucking left home drenched and it was already snowing that yeah. day. You would have you would have yeah. had to wear like one of those ponchos that they give you on Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I actually so since we're talking about seeing it in theater, I feel like the 3D in this movie was especially good. Yeah. Like I don't think I've ever seen the 3D this All right, like. So usually I fucking hate 3D movies. The yeah. ticket I bought was also in 3D and when I saw it with you it was in 3D and honestly the 3D in this movie I think was fine. Gorgeous. You can see like you could see like the the depth of people's faces and stuff like I I could see like weirdly like where Ray's eyelids were compared to her eyeballs and like (laughs) just like of all the things to pick to focus on with that movie you picked eyelids and eyeballs so you can see like like Snoke and like the the way his like face is like just curved (laughs) that's very strange shaping yes and and like just there's just so many and like like, in the beginning the opening crawl like hole in his cheek yeah, and like I the opening crawl, it's like shaping. I was being. Uh, we were like sitting, <laughs> we were sitting like on the right side of the figure, right? And but the opening crawl was like aligned to where we were yeah. sitting, so it looked like it was going off to the left. But it's it obviously isn't. But that's just like how the 3D was set up. Once the opening crawl was over, I was like moving my head around, and I just like I could see the stars moving around, like based on where I was sitting, which is it's crazy. I I but, feel like they they finally incorporated 3D tracking technology in which the 3DS has. <laughs> yeah, like it it actually works now. So um, we're gonna have to start. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping up here because we are we're we're almost over. But does anybody have 
I told you you would know when it was coming. Does Does anybody have any final thoughts about The Last Go Jedi? Go fucking see Star Wars. If Do yourself a favor. If you're a whiny little bitch about how this movie was bad and made poor decisions. Get the fuck out. Go, go back to the movie theater and see this movie a second fucking time or third until you love it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think this is definitely money. this is definitely a great Star Wars movie. Like it, it, I don't know if, if, if y'all want to like rank it. I know Ryan you already did, but like if Andy if you want to like rank it where you where it All falls right, so for you. So my my original uh template was like The Force Awakens is on top. Episode 4, episode 6, episode 5 and who cares from there. Uh, this <laughs> is definitely right under episode four. So third? Yeah, so third on my list. Yeah. For for me, it's hard to do this list every year because there's always a new Star Wars movie. But So I'm not going to go through the whole list, and I don't really know off the top of my head like where it falls. I think right now, I've only seen it once, so I'm not... And it's, it's been a couple of days since I've seen it, so I need to see it again. But where it stands right now, I think Empire is still number one for me, and I think Last Jedi is number two at this point it could change like it, it could go higher i just have to see it again and make sure that like it's definitely it definitely hits all the bright places for me twice yes but like as i think I'm, I'm- as soon as i left i was like no better than empire i was like yeah, last like- jedi original trilogy force awakens rogue one and that's where i stopped because the rest yeah, of it's hard shit- it's because of like nostalgia and shit it's really hard for me to like separate those feelings that i have watching it when i was younger versus the way that i feel about movies now for Star Wars. But so not only right that, now, because... um, back in those days, like, these movies now are giving you the same feelings that you've had watching Star Wars movies, like those Star Wars movies when you were a kid. So, at yeah. this point, it's not even nostalgia, it's just like, that's how good it was at the time that you, like, you're... Yeah first ever saw it and i feel like that you would still have those feelings if you've never seen star wars and you watch the original trilogy now that's exactly how i felt like the first my introduction to star wars was the original trilogy and then when i got older i remember when they brought star wars back i got really excited and then i got really disappointed because i was like this isn't star wars what the fuck is this and i got really irritated but watching last jedi like watching force awakens it it felt like it was setting up this new generation. And I was like, this is awesome. But then watching Last Jedi, I was like, I feel watching this movie the way I did the first time I watched Star Wars ever. And that for me is why I yeah. rank it above the original trilogy because it brought all of that back. So, I mean, as much as you want to argue, like, it might be nostalgia. Yeah, it might be that. But it might just be so, like how how good your experience was when you first watched the trilogy. And... Yeah, I feel like you would feel the same exact way if you saw Star Wars for the very first time, like at this age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna as go it see stands, it again. My opinion might change, but who knows? I doubt it. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely see it at least one more time. But like as it stands, I think Empire still takes it for me. But this is definitely number two for sure. And if and it's probably interchangeable. Honestly, we'll we'll see where where it's like for me after a second viewing and some distance but <laughs> it's one of my favorites for sure all right you want to you want to rank this out of lightsabers five lightsabers eight eight out of five light- <laughs> <laughs> okay i i agree <laughs> i'm gonna give it five kylo ren lightsabers out of five yeah See, kylo five ren's got like the mini, for eight the out mini of five. lightsabers on the side so <laughs> oh yeah, okay. yeah, counts for extra points. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely very, very high up. It's his on... fractured psyche in lightsaber form. <laughs> Ver- almost damn near perfect. This movie, actually, Ryan, that's, great Star Wars that's not completely false. 
his his lightsaber's design, like you see how unstable it is. It's supposed to represent how unstable his personality is. Well, there you fucking go. <laughs> so not wrong. No. Yeah. But yeah. All right, Andy. Thank you guys home? for listening. Um, let us know your thoughts on Star uh, on the new Star Wars movie. Loved it. You hate it. You better fucking loved it. <laughs> Don't at me if it's not perfect for you. <laughs> Don't at me if you're gonna shit on the director, cause I'll shit on you and it won't be pretty. Don't at me if you're gonna shit on DJ. Who's the shit? <laughs> but but please at Super Nerd Pals. Yes, do that. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, message us on Twitter at uh, at Super Nerd Pals. You can get me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. You can find me on Twitter at StanDoom. You can get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash SuperNerdPals. Just just fucking Google us. We're everywhere. SuperNerdPals.com. SuperNerdPals.com is a great place. Type in SuperNerdPals and you'll find us. We're there. Yeah, we're we're probably even on Bing, even though that's like a garbage (laughs) search engine. We're probably there. (laughs) I'm going to Bing us after this. (laughs) See what happens. Um, yeah, you could get... As Jeeves. <laughs> he probably got us, too. <laughs> uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, SuperNerdPals.com, everywhere, we're everywhere. Go find us. And, uh, rate us five stars. Give us some comments. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Give us, give us that good ratings, because it helps other people find us and listen to and us. And come back for our Dragon Ball Evolution episode. <laughs> Part two of our holiday special. Woo! Woo! Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. May the force be with you. And also with you. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to go see it again.